So I have a question. How are small business owners like us, who are spending 60 plus hours a week working in our businesses, and are still struggling to make ends meet, who have no time to spend with family, friends, or the things we value most in life, who feel trapped inside of our businesses, and it is consuming our lives? How do we get the freedom to be able to work on our businesses and not in them? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answer. My name is John Nichols, and this is Expansion Code Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to today's podcast. My name is John Nichols, and today's topic is know when to pivot in your business. And so what exactly is pivoting? Well, pivoting is a shift to a new strategy in your business. So why would we want to do that? Well, there's a bunch of different factors and the reason why we would want to pivot in our business. And so the thing is, is I, so let me go back. Let me tell you a great story that happened to me during 2008. So that's when the economy went into the toilet, right? And the housing market collapsed and things just were business wise were bad. And in my UPS stores, I only had one UPS store then. In my UPS store, our bread and butter is, of course, uh, shipping and packaging. And so what I seen happen was is that both shipping and packing started declining, started dropping. And so we started making less money. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is and, and, and I caught it the first like two weeks. I mean, I started looking because I always looked at my weekly numbers. Now we look at our numbers daily. Um, so this way we're able to keep track of what all is going on and be able to pivot quickly in our business. And if you're not looking at your numbers daily, I really suggest that you do, because what this does is that if you look at your numbers over over a week, every day for a week, you're able to see trends and other things going on within inside your business. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But getting back to my story is that my business just started declining, right? My sales, my sales were just going down. We started having less customers because people wasn't wanting to spend money on shipping. Um, because for some people, shipping is a luxury. Um, nowadays in 2021, it's, it's not a luxury. It's just part of everyday life. But back in 2008, it was still a big major choice. And so I decided to really just look at my different profit margins and, you know, my shipping prices are set. So I can only charge so much for my shipping. I can, I can, I can change my packaging prices, but if you make them too high, people's not going to want to pay for it. So my packaging prices were good, but I started looking at my other profit centers, the other things that we offered in my UPS store. And I seen that way. I seen lots of people start coming in they started asking for, business cards. And I was just like, huh, business cards. And what was happening is that people lost all their jobs. People started switching industries and people started just opening up their own business. And what's the one thing a brand new business always needs? Business cards. And that's changing in this day and age. But then it wasn't. So what I did is that I jumped into printing business cards for people. And that there was my entry, my true entry into the printing world. And with the UPS stores, that there's a really big thing. And so I always make a joke about business cards is that uh, business cards are the gateway drug into printing, which is always, you know, they talk about marijuana. Anyhow, that, that there's my funny little joke about that. 
But what we did is that we transitioned and we still did we still did all of our other stuff. And we still did it really well, but we we switched our focus from shipping and packing to printing. And then once we printed business cards, we asked them, do you need letterhead? Do you need flyers? Do you need brochures? Do you need other things like this? And so that really started growing our printing business. And what happened is, is that I have a higher profit margin on printing than I do shipping. And so when that happened, my business started growing again. And I caught it within like the first two weeks of when my business started pivoting downward. And then I took another, probably about another week to kind of figure it out. And by the fourth week, I had started pivoting my business back up again. And it's all because I started looking at what my customers were asking, what the market was saying it needed, and where I had growth to, to happen. So let's go into that, okay? So what is pivoting? Pivoting is the shifting of a new to a new strategy in your business, okay? A new strategy could be changing your pricing up or down. It depends upon what the market bears. Maybe you were in a market that could bear higher prices, but because either people moved out. So let's say you live in California, people are moving out or whatever. Maybe you have to lower your prices because there's less people there or whatever. Or maybe you have an influx of people and you can and you have people that are willing to pay a higher price. See, so what if people from California are moving into your area? They're used to paying high prices, right? So you can raise your prices. So you have to look at your pricing. What I would do if you're looking at changing your pricing, um, mystery shop your competitors. See what they're charging. And uh, a great little story about that is, is that back in 2014, I brought on a, uh, oh, excuse me, I brought on a uh, uh, an area operator to operate one of my areas, not in 14, it's 16, 2016. And I brought him in to um, meet, look over four stores in Nashville. And I said, he was just like, hey, why don't we price shop our competitors on our printing to see where we're at? I said, well, why don't we just do it, not in just Nashville, let's just do it for East Tennessee too. So we did it. And I found out that we were way underpriced on our printing. And so we raised our printing prices and not a customer complained. Not a customer even really said anything. Nobody said anything. And it just happened that we went up and we got more profitable. Because my costs were still the same. It's just that I realized that I could charge a higher price and either match or be just a penny or something under what my competitors were. And still, I mean, I was like a nickel under everybody. And so I rate, I mean, in some areas, I was like 10 cents under. And that's good. But whenever I raised my prices, my customers still came in. They still did the same thing with me, and they didn't blink an eye. So so don't be afraid to raise your prices if you need to. If the market is bearing a higher price and you're the lowest person in town, raise your prices. You can still be the lowest person in town, but you don't have to be the lowest person in town by a large margin. You can make it a small margin. Okay. A new strategy that could be focusing on different profit centers. So my story before, talking about where we had focused on shipping 
and packaging where we refocused on printing and that raised my raised my revenue. So look at the look at the different profit centers that you're able to do or different services that you're able to do. And if you have a service that is easy to focus on and that is being underutilized, that's what the printing was for us, then focus on it. Get your customers, introduce it to your customers. Have them focus on that stuff, and then they then then they will be able to start spending money on that either profit center or service. Another new strategy could be adding a new profit center, adding on a new piece. Uh, for us, um, in the beginning, I was never a big believer in impulse items, but as the years has progressed, we really started adding impulse items, really high end impulse items. And a high-end impulse item is normally around $10, okay, for an impulse item. Anything five or below is normally a low-end. And we had some stuff that was between low-end and high-end. And so we started adding that stuff in. And that made a difference on our ACT, our average customer transaction. So that there was a really big deal, adding a new profit center in. Or you can look at a profit center that you're not making any money on that's being underutilized and remove it or remove multiple profit centers and then refocus on the things that are making you money. Uh, another new strategy could be focused on is um, a different set of customers. So maybe you've been marketing to the masses and then now you've got a high-end product or a high-end service. Well, maybe you pick a different customer set for that. Or maybe you've been focusing on high-end customers and then you focus on something that's going to be much more palatable to the general public. So you change your set and you focus on something like this. But it's all about refocusing, looking and figuring out what you can do differently in your business can be a new strategy. Another new strategy is change your marketing and or advertising. Where your marketing, where your advertising is. Just like years ago, I quit advertising with the Yelp pages because I seen that they were dying. I stopped and saved thousands of dollars a year. Thousands of dollars every year I saved. And then I put that money towards towards advertising inside my location, advertising to my existing customers, getting them to spend more money with what I do. And that made a huge difference in, in that. So there's all kinds of different strategies out there. Look around, use Google, figure out what's a great strategy for you to, to turn around and start changing your business model. Right now during covid there's been lots of businesses that have went under, that closed down, never be back ever again because they didn't know when to pivot. I'll tell you a prime example of a big box store that did this was um, Blockbuster. And the thing about it is, is that they couldn't see the trends that was going on in the business. They couldn't see streaming coming up. They couldn't see all these other things. And the big thing is, is that they didn't pivot. They didn't look at new strategies. Um, I think 
I may be wrong on this, but check, but Google it. I think Netflix at one time went in and offered to buy Blockbuster. And I think Blockbuster turned them down. Look that up. See if I'm right or wrong on that. But if that is a true statement, I think it is. Think about what a big blunder that was for Blockbuster. Because there's no Blockbusters around anymore. If you have a Blockbuster in your area, then you are one of the few many. One of the few that have that. But because they didn't do that, you know. And look where Netflix is now. Netflix is worldwide. They have audiences in almost every country. They produce movies in other countries. Um, just like the 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 series Squid Games. Okay, that was I think originally done in in South Korea, and they translated it into I can't remember how many languages. And it was the number one series Netflix put out um, as of, I think, last month it was. So, I mean, that that's crazy. Think about the impact of what Netflix has, has done because they knew when to pivot. They knew to get into other markets. You know, how many other live streaming businesses or any any business in that entertainment piece, okay? HBO, HBO Max, any of that stuff have pivoted the way Netflix has. Because I thought when Hulu and all these other things have come on, um, that they were going to, you know, Voodoo and all the all these other things that were out there. Um, Amazon Prime video, all this stuff, Apple TV, all of it. But nobody really holds the market the way Netflix does. Because they keep producing phenomenal programming. And they do it not in just one market. They do it in other markets. And then they translate it into English. And it's crazy um, that when you go into a different country and you bring up Netflix there, and you pull up English there, they, they got a ton of different shows in those countries that are produced just for those countries. And so you're able to get different content in different countries. It's just, I'm just blown away by Netflix. So Netflix knew how to pivot. Blockbuster didn't. And that's the reason why they're dead. If you look at any kind of business that is no longer around, Toys R Us, they didn't learn how to pivot. You know, Circuit City. Does anybody remember Circuit City back in the day? They didn't learn how to pick pivot. It's all about learning what the trends are, learning the markets, and being able to pivot. So how do you know when to pivot? I just got finished saying industry trends. You know, whenever we switch from printing and packaging to, I mean, when you should, I'm sorry, whenever we switch from shipping and packaging to printing, when we shift our focus I got on and looked at industry trends. I got on Google. I started looking up, you know, I looked up all our profit centers and looked at seeing what was what was on the rise and what wasn't on the rise. You know, back about six or seven years ago, notaries started exploding. And so we started pushing our notary service. We brought our notary service into our public notary service into the lot. Because banks, I think it was about six or seven years ago, stopped notarizing anything that wasn't 
banking business. And we get a lot of our customers at our UPS stores from banks now that need notary service. So that there's just a, a big one. Um, how do you know you should pivot? Uh, if you're playing catch up with your company, with inside your company, right? So if you're not noticing stuff and you're the, the last one to get on the bandwagon on anything, right? Oh my gosh. So we, in my UPS stores, this is, this is us playing catch up on, on a impulse item. So when, remember when fidget spinners came out, I don't know what, 2017, 2018, I can't remember when, but we didn't adopt fidget spinners until they were everywhere and everybody was selling them. And then we ended up buying these little cheap fidget spinners and sold them, I think, for $5 or whatever else. And I think I think our cost was $2.50 in them or whatever. And they would break and people would bring them back and they'd want their money back. We'd have to give them their money back. And it was just, we were playing catch up on this stuff. So it's always good to look at industry trends on what on what the future is. You know, because people because there, there's there's all kinds of places out there that are telling you right now what the trends are going to be, what's coming. And if you're smart, you'll look at your industry trends and be a, ahead of the game. You don't want to be playing catch up. Um, also, too, if you've got another way to know you need to pivot into something different, if you, there's too much competition in one thing. You know, it's called, there's a book called out there called Blue Ocean. And I can't remember who it's by, but um, it talks about a blue ocean is an ocean that there's very few people in. Okay, very, very little competition. A red ocean is when you have all this fierce competition. It's like sharks eating sharks. You know, it's and then it turns the water red. It's a red ocean, right? It's just a bloodbath. And you want to find a blue ocean to where you have very little competition to where you're able to thrive. And so that there's a that there's a really big thing. So, you know, getting uh, if you have too much competition, Finding something that's going to set you apart from your competition and get into a blue ocean. Um, when your company hits plateaus, then you got to shake things up. Sometimes it's new management. Um, there's just all kinds of crazy things that you can do whenever your company hits a plateau. And you got to realize it, too. You can't be sitting on this plateau forever. You have to understand that you're, you need to be always growing. So recognize that you're on a plateau and then start looking for change. What do you need to change? How do you need to pivot? Um, sometimes you need to um, redo your marketing plan, right? And change your marketing up. Look at what the trends are in marketing. Look at what the colors are in the marketing plans. Look at what the colors and, and uh, visual effects people are using in marketing. And come up with a marketing plan that is that is hitting the, 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 the current trend or hitting a trend that's soon to be happening. When this one trend is transitioning out, you need to be looking for that new trend of what's going to be happening in, in the marketing world. Okay. And then you need to focus on the one thing too, that is getting the most tra attraction with inside your business. What, what kind of profit center, what are you selling that is just really selling? You know, you really need to play on for that moment in time really focusing on that one piece that's making you money. So these are things that you know you should pivot in your business and that the things that you should focus on. Because if we are not constantly being vigilant in growing our business, 
next thing you know that your business is in decline. So uh, how to pivot your business effectively. Do it as soon as you can. So as soon as you see a trend happening or you know that a trend's company, start changing, start transitioning immediately. Don't wait until that trend is in full force. Be the front runners, right? And then the next thing is listen to what you ask your customers, customers, what they would like to see, what would make your business. Do a little survey with your customers. Listen to what your customers are saying about your business, about what you're doing and what they would like to see. Say, you know, if you're if you're like for us in printing, we would always ask, you know, well, what else are you looking for in printing? We would ask them that. And our customers would tell us, I'm looking for this. Okay, great. Can we help you with that? Because the thing about it is, is that remember, we are not mind readers and we are not meant to be mind readers in what we do. Ask the questions. Listen to your customers. Here's another thing too: ask your employees. Because the, your employees hear what your customers are saying. If you're in retail, if you are a franchise retail business owner, okay, ask your employees. Ask your employees to talk to your customers about what they're looking for. Because when you ask your employees, it boosts them up because it gives them confidence that you are asking them what their opinion is on something. And they add tons and tons of information. You can ask your employees, what do you think is the one thing that would take our business to the next level? Ask your employees these things because they come up with great ideas because they're the ones on the front lines. Me, I'm not. I'm not on the front line. And so whenever I ask my employees, I don't ask my managers. I ask my regular everyday employees, what is the one thing that you think could really change our business to help our customers better, to serve our customers better? So that is a great thing. The next thing is don't scrap the things that are already working for you in your business. Okay, double down on the things that are working for you in your business. It's huge. It's huge. Don't because it's one thing to look for industry trends, but when you add an industry trend, you do not scrap the the things that are working best for you. So I've been doing business cards now since 2008 in my stores. Okay, there's all kinds of new stuff coming out in the printing world, but I still double down on providing business cards for my customers. That's the one thing we do well. So I double down on that stuff. But I'm able to offer now, on top of what I'm, what's already working, the new trends that are coming out, the new colors, things that are doing like this. I can make these suggestions and design these things for my customers now that will keep them in the trends too. So it's really important that you can take whatever that whatever the industry trends are and and add those on top of it. It's, it's like Legos, guys, and add it on top of whatever you're existing, whatever you're doing existingly. And just really ramp things up. The next big thing is you need to look at your systems and procedures. Okay. If you want to really pivot your business effectively, look at what's working well. Okay. And then you need to look at what's not working well. And once again, ask your employees. So what systems or procedures are working good and what do you think? And do you have any suggestions for things that we could do to upgrade some of our existing systems or procedures? What can make us more effective, more efficient, 
Make us faster. Ask your employees these things. They have great ideas. All of my great ideas that we did and changed in my in my in my stores, 80% of them have come from my employees. Only 20% came from us. So that's telling you so much. So that there's the 80-20 rule in effect right there. My employees come up with 80% of the good ideas. Not me. My employees do. So rely upon them. And the last one is make sure that if you're pivoting, it presents growth opportunities. Do not pivot for pivot's sake. Make sure that. So my example to this was is that my shipping and packaging was declining right in 08. So I pivoted to something that I knew that I had huge growth potential because I wasn't doing a bunch of it. And the industry was already telling me that business cards were the best thing to get in with small business owners. So I transitioned and I transitioned customers too, from everybody to, I started focusing on small business owners, brand new business owners and started offering them really great business cards at a good price, not a cheap price, but a good price. I wasn't the most expensive and I wasn't the cheapest, but I offered really good turnaround time. And I already had these folks coming in, in 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 my store already because the small business owners are are my bread and butter, are the people that spend the most money with me in my UPS stores all the time. So I automatically started going after these folks. And that there was the growth opportunity for me. And so I made sure that I picked something that I knew I had potential growth. So you have to look at all of these different factors when you're trying to pivot your business. Because right now during COVID, if you haven't pivoted already, you're going to have to. Because as COVID dissipates, we're going to have to pivot again. Because people have gotten used to doing things a certain way now. And so you're going to have to take the way that they're doing, the, the way that customers are buying stuff now. We're going to have to pivot again because now they're going to want something more. People are going to be wanting to get into stores more. People, people are wanting more interaction with other people now. So that means that you're going to have to step up your customer service. You're going to have to step up your customer experience. You're going to have to give them more experience now more customer experience. You're gonna to have to create this experience in your in your retail locations because that's what the customers are expecting now. They're wanting more. And so you're gonna to have to give them more. So look at the trends right now, folks. Look at how you're gonna to have to pivot. Look at what is going to make your store more money. I am so glad you guys listened to me today and got on this podcast. I'm so grateful for all of y'all. Um, like I said, just stay tuned for more. Our next piece is that we're going to talk about pricing strategies on the next episode. That's going to be a great one. I talked about that a little bit. You know, a new strategy could be pricing strategies. i got a whole list of, I think i got eight different pricing strategies. Um, you can you can look and see what fits. If you're a new business, you can look and see what fits. You, if you're an existing business and your pricing strategies aren't working, you can change them. You can change them temporarily or seasonal or all kinds of things. But yeah, but we'll talk about uh, pricing strategies on the next episode. Thanks, folks, for listening in, and I will see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.
Thank you so much for joining me today and listening to this episode. Hopefully, what I shared with you will help you in your business journey as we share to help others expand their minds, businesses, and profits. If this episode did help you, be sure to share it with someone else that you know that it will help. We can only achieve our mission if we share it with others and always give first. I hope I can also help you even further by sharing my resources. It is a page that contains all the digital assets we use to expand our business and to help us free up time. The great thing about this page is completely free. Just go to resources.expansioncode.com to get your free access. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, my friends.